Hi, we're starting. (laughs) (laughs) Mike really wants me to talk in a British accent, and I'm just staring at him like it's not going to (laughs) happen. Well, what I've been telling her is that she loves Dancing with the Stars, so she just needs to channel her inner Len Goodman. Talk like Len. And every time I try to do it, I sit for about three seconds, and I start laughing because it's not going to (laughs) happen. Well, fine. (laughs) We'll just jump right in and say that we're talking about London today. London. The Big Ben. (laughs) What's London's nickname? It has a nickname, right? I don't know. It it must have Research it. Okay, we'll look. (laughs) Anyway, um, yeah, we're talking about London. This is actually the first show that we're doing about a city where we haven't been before. Um, which is kind of fun. We're excited, and it's been fun doing some research. Um, excited for someday when we get to go there. Yeah, it's always been a place that I've wanted to go to. So um, are you ready for the joke this week? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why did Sherlock Holmes measure the Monopoly board? I have no idea. He wanted to see if the game was afoot. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And now you're picturing Benedict Cumberbatch playing board games. I am 100%. (laughs) Let's go, Lundbergs. We have the world to see with your hosts, Mike and Haley. For travel advice you've never heard, let's go, Lundbergs. Okay, so during the theme song, I looked it up, and London's nickname is The Big Smoke. That's a weird <laughs> nickname. Air pollution in London regularly gave rise to pea soup fogs, most notably the Great Smog of 1952. Wasn't that fr- Is that the one on the crown? I was going to say, that's in the crown. Yeah. Yeah. I shouldn't... That was a sad episode. It was a sad episode. <laughs> Watch the crown if you haven't, everyone. Oh, it's so good. It's but so good. Don't don't blame us if you see butts. Anyway, um, earlier this week, we talked to my coworker, Colin, who is from London, and but I think he knows more about American football than any American I've ever known, which <laughs> is very interesting to me. It's really fun. I'm playing him in fantasy football this weekend, actually. So, Are you winning? Wish me luck. Uh, it hasn't started yet. Oh, it hasn't yet. started yet, because it it's not Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. So... I'm going to (laughs) win. I better win. Anyway, um, yeah, got to talk to Colin, and um, here is that interview. My name is Colin. Um, I So I grew up in London. Um, I grew up in South London, and then I uh, spent the last three years living in East London until just April of this year. So I'd say I'm a pretty good expert on (laughs) on all things London. (laughs) Awesome. Well, great. That's great. We're really excited to have you. Thank you for agreeing to talk with us. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. (laughs) So we've never been to London. Um, This is actually the first show we've done about a place that we've never been to. (laughs) Really? Yeah. So um, tell us all about it. Tell us everything. (laughs) Everything. Okay. It might be a while. Um, It's going to be a long episode. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. London's a really cool city. It's um, I'm probably biased, but it's it's incredibly old. It's incredibly big. Um, there's lots to do. It's kind of one of those cities. There there are some cities in the world 
especially in Europe, there are some there are some capital cities that are that are nice, but you can kind of see everything in a couple of days. Um, and the rest is kind of, you know, old houses and cafes and all, all the good stuff you can kind of see in a couple of days. London is the opposite of that. It's one of those cities like Berlin, like Barcelona, where there's just a million things to do all the time. And you could spend a month there and, and not get it to, any, to all of the good stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's an incredibly old, historic city. Um, very, very multicultural. Um, it's because it's so old, it's attracted people from all over the world that live there. There's um, uh, just even at my last job, there were Italians, some French people working there, Spaniards, Germans, Austrians, like all you name it, everyone was working there. Um, it's just a really, a really cool hub. How that will change in the next year or two with Brexit um, remains oh, to be yeah. seen. It will probably change quite a bit, but um, at least right now it's a, it's a, a pretty awesome uh, multicultural hub. That's cool. That's great. Well, um, since there are so many things to do and it's probably overwhelming for people and it's overwhelming for me yeah. as somebody who hasn't been there, are there things that you would totally recommend? Like if it's somebody's first time in London, like yeah. something so, I you mean, would definitely recommend? So, the, I mean, for, for first time, you've got to do some of the touristy stuff. Yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with just being a tourist and seeing the touristy stuff. There's a yeah. reason why those attractions are popular. <laughs> um, personally, um, I love St. Paul's Cathedral. It's, that's a really popular one. It's absolutely stunning. Mm -hmm. um, it's just the architecture is breathtaking. I could spend all day in there. It's just amazing. Yeah. Um, so I do, I do St. Paul's, especially if you're limited for time. Right? Sometimes I have friends that are only, you know, staying in London for three days because they're going off to other countries in Europe mm -hmm. and so if you if you're only there for a short amount of time definitely do St Paul's definitely do Westminster mm -hmm. uh, Westminster Abbey um I would I would go to places like Borough Market to get food mm -hmm. um it's a really a really cool marketplace it's very popular they filmed some Harry Potter stuff there and it's just it's just a cool a cool um place to visit with amazing food we debated um, if we should ask about Harry I, Potter or not. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, feel free if you want to. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely see as much art as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. um, the galleries are almost all free and exquisite. That's There's awesome. just um, gigantic galleries full of priceless art there. Um, it's not quite the Louvre, but it's it's the 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 best thing outside of France. Yeah. Um, the best place outside of France, I should say, to um, to see to yeah. see art. Um, is the there... architecture is stunning. Oh, I was just gonna say, is there anything that's like kind of overrated? Like this is a touristy yeah. thing. It's not that great in real life. So, so loads of people go to see the changing of the guard at Buckingham Palace. Uh -huh. I think it's overrated. It really is. You stand outside the gates. You see, you see the palace that which you can walk past and take pictures anyway, but you can't, you can't go in the gates normally anyway. Right. Um, and the changing of the guard literally is the guards coming out, the the marching band playing some music, and then they switch places, and then <laughs> the old guards leave. That's it. <laughs> and people, it's super crowded, and it's it's just honestly, it's not worth it, especially if you're only there for a few days. So yeah. I, I take the time to go experience the history and experience the museums and the art um, and the architecture. Take, go take a picture at Buckingham Palace, but that's probably all you need. Are, um, are, there, are there any, um, just sorry to interrupt, but are there any no, uh, like uh, 
Is, like, is Buckingham Palace open at all to any kind of tours, or is it just um, totally very closed? occasionally? Very occasionally, they do a few things. They they they'll have an exhibit or something, but it's mm-hmm. it's almost always closed. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think it's a little overrated. I I I personally don't think that the Tower of London's worth it. It's quite expensive to get in. It's uh, oh. it's it's probably twenty six, twenty seven dollars each to get in. Wow. Um, and it's 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 cool. It's old. Um, the tour guides are fun and they tell funny stories and they tell you about some of the old kings and queens who lived there and you, you can see the crown jewels. But like it's as far as other castles and beautiful architecture, London has a lot more to offer. And I think for the price hmm. and the time it takes to go around everything, uh, I, I don't really think that the Tower of London's worth it, especially if you're there for just a few days. That's good to know. Yeah, definitely. Because I know a lot of people that have been to the Tower of London, and they yeah, it's I, a big deal. I've never heard, <laughs> I haven't heard good or bad either way. I just yeah, we went to the Tower of London, and that's kind of where they leave it. So that that totally oh, yeah. makes sense. That yeah, everyone everyone loves it, but I think they love it because they don't know what else they can experience <laughs> in London, and yeah. so yeah, it's the thing to check off the list. Of course, if you, if you're there for three weeks and you have yeah. you have a good chunk of cash with you, yeah, go go to the Tower of London. <laughs> but if you're there. I mean, not many of us can afford to be in London for so long. So, right. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd, I'd see other things. Yeah. Okay. That's great. So you mentioned that, uh, was it Borough Market? Yep. So when you say good things to eat, what would you recommend there? So they kind of, it's kind of divided into two sections. They have a gigantic section that's kind of farmer's market mm. um, where you can walk around and you can sample everything. They have cheese stands and fish stands and meats and uh, olive oils and you know, produce and all, all sorts of stuff. And then the other side is actual meals. Oh. So they'll have, there's like a German sausage place. There's an Ethiopian stand. There's you know, Spanish food. Mm. There's um, Creole food. It's like a- anything you want. Um, wow. Some of our favorites, we go, the, the, there's a stand there called the Boston Burger, which is just New England um, <laughs> Boston burgers with, they put like this sweet onion like this red onion marmalade on it. And Ooh. it's just, it's amazing. It's one of those places where they like, they like melt the cheese onto it with like a hot blade and <laughs> it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I think Haley would pass on the, on the red onion marmalade. Yeah. That sounds a little it's... scary for me, but <laughs> no, I, I promise, I promise it sounds scary, but it's amazing. Like you, yeah. like it, you, you, you take a bite of the, like of the whole thing together. Obviously I wouldn't have it on its own, but right. um, <laughs> like it's, it's, it's like this, it's a, it's just like this sweet um, onion relish basically. And okay. it's, but it's, but it's red and it's, it's amazing. Mm. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll be adventurous. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about, uh, I mean, one of the things you hear a lot about i think the stereotypical version of london is that it's always rainy and it's always foggy i mean is that mm-hmm. true are there better times of the year to visit nah, than that's, others? that's not really true i mean in the, in the winter it rains a lot but in the summers are the summers are hot and um and, and sunny i mean you do you, you'll always get your rainy days but it's not it's not as foggy as everyone thinks and it's certainly not as rainy as everyone thinks <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not too bad. Honestly, any time of year is great because the winters don't get too cold. The summers are, are are nice and hot, but they don't get they don't get as hot as you know American summers. Yeah, you're not it's melting. just no, it's 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 really nice, um, pretty much all year round because it's such a small temperate island. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh. Um, 
do you, as somebody who lived there for so long, do you have any recommendations on where people should stay? Or on the flip side of that, are there places that people should definitely avoid if they're going as, um, as a tourist? You're pre- I mean, London is it's hugely friendly towards tourists. And so yeah. you're pretty good in, in most spots. Um, I'd probably... I probably focus. I probably focus on central London if you can, because just mm-hmm. geographically you're closer to everything. Yeah. All of the good stuff. Um, West London is really nice. It's a little bit more pricey out there, but if you can find a good a good deal on like an Airbnb or something, mm-hmm. then um, then it's uh, West London is is really nice. That's awesome. Um, it's kind of it's, it just it depends on the neighborhood. There are, there are neighborhoods that are great and yeah. neighborhoods that are a little bit less tourist friendly but um yeah honestly i'd I'd stay like i'd make a plan as to where you're gonna where you're gonna be visiting and stay as close to that as you can okay and that kind of as a follow-up to that i know i think i know the answer to this but um as far as renting a car in london is that something you need to do i'm guessing the definitely not you definitely shouldn't do it okay um locals have a hard time driving in london because it's so it's so intense it's like yeah, it's it's just it's so congested. It's really expensive to drive in London. You have to pay oh. extra fees to drive in central London. Oh. Um, it, it's it's told um in central London to try and cut down on emissions. Mm. Um, and so yeah, definitely. It, the only ne- reason you'd need to rent a car is if you were going out, if you were venturing out into the countryside and couldn't, like, to a place where you you just weren't able to get the train, yeah. which is very rare. You can pretty much get the train to almost anywhere. That's cool. Um, but yeah, just use, just use the tube system. It's amazing. It's cheap. It's uh, they, the trains come every minute to two minutes. It's just, awesome. yeah, it's great. Yeah. I think I'd be too intimidated to try to drive on the left side of the road anyway. <laughs> yeah. It's brutal. Like I, I only did it because I play a lot of music and so we'd, we'd have to like haul music equipment across the city and, yeah. um, it was, it was a nightmare. The first time I did it took it took me an hour and a half to go nine miles oh like to a gosh. gig the gig was nine nine miles away it took an hour and a half it's oh just yeah gosh. not worth it that's 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 insane yeah. <laughs> and honestly the city the city itself is geographically not not very big geographically yeah. it's maybe 15 miles in diameter oh wow um it's it's really compact mm-hmm. um but um yeah you can you can you can kind of get the tube from wherever you're staying and then you can pretty much walk everywhere. Yeah. Um, if you need to, if you need to save a bit of money. That's great. Yeah. Definitely. Good. Um, speaking of saving money, are there, other than walking, are there other things that, um, other advice that you have for saving money on a trip to London as a, as a tourist or as a visitor? Yeah, if you get if you're in this train station, get buy a card called an Oyster card. Okay. You basically put money on it, and it, and you can use it. Um, you can use it on the tube. You can use all the buses with it. You can you know use use your Oyster card wherever. Um, and the good thing about that is that they have a there's a, a cap, so it won't it won't try. I forget what the cap is. It's different depending on the peak and the off peak mm-hmm. days, but um. It, once it reaches the cap, it won't charge you anymore for that day, so you can use it unlimited, and oh. that's definitely a, uh, a way to save money. Like I, I'd avoid taxis and stuff, and yeah. and and Uber. In fact, Uber just lost its license um, downtown, so I don't think you can even Uber anymore oh, anyway. No. Um, but but the taxis, the taxis are really expensive. So just just walk and use the tube and and buses, um, and uh, yeah, get an Oyster card to do that. Um, little little things like knowing the culture. Like in England, they don't you don't get free refills they the sodas are really expensive so if you're out to eat 
maybe stick with water to save money uh-huh. um because sometimes americans order you know they'll, they'll order a coke with with dinner yeah. and then they don't realize that it doesn't come with refills so right. the the waiter will be like oh do you want another coke and be like yeah cool and then before you know it that's you know 20 dollars of yeah. <laughs> of soda down the drain <laughs> wow um, yeah and they're small drinks too like it's just smaller portions and stuff so yeah. i'd be careful with that um during the day like we we tell friends to kind of like save their money for the tourist stuff and for like buying clothes and Mm -hmm. and chocolate and things like that Mm -hmm. that they can't really get in the states Mm -hmm. um like the european clothes and and chocolate because the food is the food is really great but you can eat for pretty cheap at a lot of the street food places and and a lot of kind of like bakeries and and stuff there's no need to go out to too expensive london restaurants like sit down restaurants are really expensive so i'd i'd, I'd kind of eat street food and um as, as much as you possibly can yeah are there any places that are like okay this is the best fish and chips shop in london or anything like um no they're, they're all great i I, just, I wouldn't go to a chain i'd just go to a right. just go to a little fish and chip shop but yeah. they're everywhere and they're, they're they're great they're pretty standard yeah it's okay. good to know uh is there anything that maybe british people want american tourists to know <laughs> and i'm giving you an opportunity yeah. here to complain about to americans a little bit. <laughs> um, when you when you're in the tube or you're on the uh, or you're on the sidewalk um well i guess it doesn't really apply to when you're on the sidewalk but um when you're when you're on the tube and you're you're walking through like the underground tunnels and stuff people mm-hmm. stand on the right walk on the left and a lot of and people will get really grumpy with you if you stand on the left because oh, um, okay. the 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 left is for people to overtake um people that are commuting and, and hurrying to work across the city to different meetings so yeah if you stand on the left people will yell at you um <laughs> that's interesting because in washington dc it's the same thing where you stand on the right and pass on the left i would think in london yeah. it would be the reverse because <laughs> you yeah, talk on the other side of the road but <laughs> yeah yeah, it's just uh, yeah, the 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 English will get kind of grumpy with you. Yeah. Um, they get uh, the English get grumpy. Uh, often American tourists have a reputation for just kind of being loud, mm. loud and obnoxious. <laughs> um, whereas, like so, some other tourists aren't necessarily. So try try your best to blend in and <laughs> and uh, yeah, just to kind of kind of roll with it. Don't be obnoxious. The, yeah, the the Brits are a pretty reserved people. They're mm-hmm. a pretty um. Uh, there are people that really, really value their personal space. They're not, uh, they're not people that enjoy saying hi to strangers on the street. Like mm-hmm. they, yeah, they're, they're, they're a polite people, but they're, they're reserved and uh, want to keep to, they're, they're very private yeah, people. That makes okay. Sense. Yeah. So the, the, there's always the, you know, you're, you're in a, like a quiet tube car and everyone's, you know, head down on in their phones or, or reading a newspaper or something and don't don't be that tourist that's <laughs> blasting music on your phone speakers or having a really loud conversation <laughs> with your friend about whatever about drama or yeah. you know just like right. don't be that person right. good advice sense. yeah thank you <laughs> um kind of any other general advice or tips you have for visiting london or kind of final thoughts um i definitely do a lot of research like i said there's there's so much to do yeah um speak to friends that that know it well get recommendations but because otherwise with the jet lag and the the size of the place it can get it can get quite overwhelming to to first timers so really take your time to plan beforehand and even if 
you don't necessarily have to have a, a full schedule, but have a list of things you know you really want to do and um, to save energy because you're walking everywhere and you're yeah. you're getting the tube everywhere. Make, make a, some sort of plan so that you can kind of group the geographically close things together um so you can so you can knock out as much as you as you can and be prepared for it not to be a relaxing holiday because london <laughs> is not a relaxing city it's exhausting yeah, I'm sure. um it's similar to new york in that aspect it's just not a not a holiday you go on it's it's the opposite of a of a beach <laughs> vacation <laughs> right. going constantly i yeah. remember my in-laws my in-laws were there and they were they were, were uh, stunned that they were walking 14 to twenty thousand steps a day wow. um, That's awesome, whereas here in yeah, here in the West, when we don't have great public transportation, we're walking maybe, you know, 3,000. Yeah, right. right. So. Mm -hmm. One other question I thought of, um, have you been to the Sherlock Holmes Museum on Baker Street? And if so, is it worth it? Um, I have, and I don't think so. Darn. You can go, the shop's cool, it has some cool stuff but uh it's kind of kind of expensive and kind of small okay. um it's cool to go to baker street but what's cooler is if you get, if you go across to euston station you can actually see where they filmed the show sherlock oh great there's oh, okay. like speedy's cafe is over there oh, and uh -huh. you can you can actually see like the the house and the front door that they use and take a picture there um so we i, I thought i thought that was a lot cooler than the actual museum <laughs> itself yeah very good to know that is yeah. unless you know unless you're really into playing cards with the sherlock holmes logo on it or you know like it's just a, it's basically a, a gift shop with yeah. a, a small exhibit okay that makes sense yeah okay well thank you so much colin this has been so awesome of so course, helpful yeah. yeah yeah happy to help yeah we really thanks appreciate it thanks very much no problem isn't his accent great yep <laughs> It's just so fun to just sit and listen to. I just want to be like, just talk all day. We should have just had him do this whole episode. <laughs> yeah, we should have. Unfortunately, uh, you have to listen to us. Yep, sorry. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, like Colin said, there's lots of really awesome free things to do in London. Um, tons of museums, especially. Uh, there's the Science Museum, uh, which has science. <laughs> 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 the Natural History Museum. Guess what they have? Uh, history. Natural of history. Na of nature. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, the National Gallery, which is an art gallery. Uh, the Victoria and Albert Museum, which is named after um, Emily Blunt and Albert Pujols. Um, nope. <laughs> the British Museum, which has got all the cool, like, mummies and stuff. The Egypt exhibits and all that cool stuff. And uh, this was a fun fact that we found. So Westminster Abbey, definitely something you want to see. It's where all the British monarchs are crowned. It's where the big fancy William and Kate wedding took place. A bunch of famous people are buried there, poets and writers and uh, all these other great people. Uh, it is normally, normally you have to pay to get in, mm -hmm. but you can get into Westminster Abbey for free if you go to a church service um, because it is a functioning church. So... Pro is that you get in for free. Con, you have to sit through church. <laughs> While you're on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> but it's probably worth it. No, I'm sure it is. I'll bet it's really cool to see. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's just some of the many cool free things that you can do while you're in London. Yeah. There's a lot. I mean, if you were there for a couple days or even a week, I'm sure you could fill your whole time there with free stuff to do because the museums alone are, are massive and mm -hmm. 
I mean, you probably are going to want to spend a good amount of time there anyway, and they're free, so that's a bonus. Yeah. Um, one other thing that we found, um, so for the stuff that's not quite so free, and by that I mean you actually have to pay for it, um, they have what's called the London Pass, so it's very similar to the Paris Pass that we talked about um, in our Paris episode. Um, I think you can buy it in one day, three day, five day increments. Um, but what, because there are so many free things to do, I wouldn't recommend, if you're there for longer than three days, um, I wouldn't recommend doing the London Pass for your whole time there. I would just maybe do it for a day and or three days max. Try to cram everything in that your London Pass pays for. Um, so like the Tower Bridge, Westminster Abbey, if you don't want to sit through a church service and you want to just pay for it um, or have your London Pass pay for it. Tower of London, St. Paul's Cathedral, which Colin mentioned, um, Kensington Palace, the Globe Theater, um, all of those are covered by the London Pass. Um, another fun bonus addition to the London Pass, um, they have movie walking tours, and they've got walking tours for Sherlock Holmes, Doctor Who, James Bond, and Harry Potter, which sounds like a blast. Yeah. That, that alone, I mean... Yeah, that alone might be worth it. That whole thing sounds really cool. <laughs> I think any of those movie walk. Well, I'm not really a Doctor Who fan, but I'm sure if you are yeah. a Doctor Who fan, you would love it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the Harry Potter thing, especially. I'm a huge Harry Potter nerd. I'll admit <laughs> it. And um, I think that if you're a Harry Potter fan and you're in London, you've got to take advantage of it. You know, just go do it. Go to King's Cross Station and take a photo going through the wall with the cart. Um, there's the Warner Brothers Harry Potter. St- uh, studio tour where you can go and see props from the movie that are on display uh right now harry potter and the cursed child is playing on in the west end if you can somehow manage to get tickets <laughs> i'm sure that it's probably the hardest ticket to get in london right now but i'll bet it would be worth seeing if you yeah. could yeah um and even even if you can't see harry potter i mean the west end is basically the equivalent of a broadway show a lot of the same shows that run on broadway are running on run in the west end as well so that's something you should probably look into and take advantage of if you're going to go to london i would think at least yeah yeah and i'm sure that there are you know cheap ways to get tickets to for west end shows Mm -hmm. similar to to how they how they do it on broadway yeah um another thing that i forgot to mention as far as transport colin mentioned this the 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 oyster card and all my research that looks honestly like the best option Um, as far as getting around London. Don't waste your time renting a car. Um, The Oyster card is totally worth it. Um, And you can order order it online. We'll post a link in the show notes um, for where you can can purchase that before you go on your trip, which is really convenient and nice. Why is it called an Oyster card? I have no idea. Is it shaped like an oyster? (laughs) I don't know. If you eat one, do you get a card for free? No. Darn. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. <laughs> okay, just checking. I don't know. I don't know why it's called an oyster card. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's something else we should research. Maybe I'll look at that. <laughs> While he's looking at that, um, I'm going to talk about food because that is my heart and soul. Um, and we joked about this in a previous episode. I think it was in the Paris episode, too, that, you know, we haven't been to London because the food scene may not be our favorite, but... Um, one interesting thing that I found, um, I was I was just looking at 
um, lists of like best places to eat in London or best food in London. And all the lists that came up were such a vast um, variety of options. So they had Peruvian food, Egyptian food, Vietnamese food, Polish, Lebanese, Spanish, German, Sri Lankan, Greek, Japanese. I, I honestly think that um, there, it, any kind of food that you're looking for um, you will find an awesome version of it in London, um, which is kind of kind of cool. I don't even know what Sri Lankan food would be, but I one of the places that kept coming up was this Sri Lankan place that people loved. I would imagine that it's similar to Indian food because it's yeah. fairly close to India. Yeah. I mean, it's just right off the coast there, right? That yeah. little teardrop island. Yeah. I don't you know have where, no idea where Sri Lanka is. I don't Lanka know where Sri Lanka is. is. <laughs> no, I have no idea. It's not an island. Yeah, it is. Really? Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Um, guys, I have a myself. travel podcast and I don't know where Sri Lanka is. It's fine. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's an island. <laughs> okay. It's fine. Um, another place that kept coming up, like literally on, on Yelp, on three or four different lists of best food in London that I found was this Indian place called Dishoom. I think is how it's pronounced. It looks like dish room, but take out the R. Dishoom. Dishoom. Yeah. (laughs) That's what it's called. Um, Like I said, kept coming up on tons of different lists for best places to eat in London. And and it looked like it was really inexpensive too, but dang good Indian food. Um, If you're looking for authentic British food, um, we asked Colin about this too. Fish and chips. There's a place called Golden Chippy. (laughs) <laughs> that people said was good. Um, there's another place called Fiona's Restaurant, and Fiona is spelled with two Fs. I wondered if that was a typo. No, not a typo. Um, that was very highly recommended on Yelp. There were a couple reviews that said, I have literally flown across the world for this food. Um, I wish that I was that cool and yeah. that rich that I could just fly across the world and the cool thing for my about, favorite food. The cool thing about Fiona's Restaurant, too, is that all of the servers look like big green ogres no no that is 100 percent not true uh (laughs) that's not true not even close anyway um there's also an instagram account that i found um it's called well it's ldn cheap eats is the name of the the account and it looks like they just post they post pretty regularly but they post the best food in london um, and so if you're looking for something quick, um, it's, it's on Instagram, so it's kind of catered more towards millennials um, who want something cheap to eat. They're not, a lot of the places weren't necessarily sit-down places, um, but that's kind of nice for tourists too. It's um, some, somewhere you can go that's quick and still going to be really good food. Um, it looked like also that they have food trucks at King's Cross Station, mm. which I'm sure they have an awesome variety of stuff there too. Um, yeah, food, London. Mm-hmm. Lots Spe- of options. Mm-hmm. Speaking of food, oysters. <laughs> <laughs> oysters. I looked up the oyster card. Oh, great. <laughs> this. So here's what here's what I found. Someone is saying that um, it's called an oyster card because, like an oyster with a pearl, the card protects something valuable to you: your money or travel pass. That's. <laughs> it seems like a real big stretch. <laughs> that is a super huge but stretch. Here, here's my favorite part of this. The guy goes on and says. The other is because an earlier card on the Hong Kong Metro is called the Octopus Card, and thus Oyster continues a sea theme. 
So two questions. <laughs> Who was it that sat down and said, well, hey, Hong Kong is called an octopus card. We should call it an oyster card. <laughs> and the other question that I have is, now is why is the Hong Kong one called an octopus card? We're going down a weird rabbit hole we right are. now. We are. Um, but yeah, food in London. Good stuff. <laughs> Back to real topics. Yeah. One thing about uh, food is if you go to a pub in London, which I would like to do, that sounds fantastic. Um, you go to a pub and uh, when you, if you get food there, you order it at the bar then you go and sit down, and, uh, well, back up. You order it, you pay for the food right then, then you go sit down, you eat, and then you just leave. A little bit different than how we do it in America. Um, tipping is common in full-service restaurants, but not so much in pubs, because they just come and drop the food off. They don't wait on you throughout the time there. It's kind of like if you were to go to, I don't know, like a... Like an in and out or a Five Guys, you go and you order at the counter. They bring the food to you, and then you don't necessarily leave the tip for them. Yeah. So. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, as far as options for places to stay in London, um, this was something we talked about with Colin, too. And in our research, there's tons of Airbnb options. Um, it, no matter what your price range or where you're looking to stay in the city, you will find something, um, especially if you're booking out um, earlier than the week before you leave on your trip. <laughs> um, tons and tons of options. One other thing that um, I am I'm hesitant to recommend, but according to the internet is a totally fine option in London. Um, I can't speak for the rest of Europe. Um, and people have strong feelings about this, but hostels uh, apparently aren't always terrifying. Uh, we'll post a link in the show notes. There's a couple hostels that people just love, and um, you know they're not they're not you know ten bucks a night like some hostels are. I would not recommend a hostel for ten dollars a night. That's going to be a weird <laughs> and sketchy experience. I but I wouldn't recommend staying anywhere for ten dollars a night. I don't think you're going to find anything other than a hostel. That's true. For $10 but a night. I mean, if some guy in a van says, sure. "Hey, you can sleep in my van for ten dollars tonight," yeah, don't do that. Don't say yes. <laughs> don't do that. Anyway, but um, good. There, there are some decent hostel options out there. Um, there's also another hotel called the Caring Hotel, which I think is just a, an oh. adorable name. <laughs> it's run by Care Bears. Yeah, except not. <laughs> it's run by Care Bears in the same way that um, ogres run Fiona's, <laughs> Fiona's. restaurant. Um, but it, according to the reviews, it's pretty central um, in London. It also includes breakfast, but it's it's kind of a no-frill situation. It's... Um, it's a bed. It's a place to sleep. It's clean. It's nice. Um, but they're, it's not going to be the Ritz-Carlton or anything. But again, I'll post some links in our show notes um, so you guys have some options to choose from. Mm-hmm. You know, one place that I've heard about that's great to stay while in London, the Leaky Cauldron. has very nice rooms. That's not real. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> J.K. Rowling said so. <laughs> it's not real. Don't try to stay there. Don't try to look that up. <laughs> well, one, play, one, one thing you should definitely do while you're in London 
is to stop by Mike's Book Corner. <laughs> also not a real place. Yes, it is. It's just not in London. It's in our house. <laughs> it's at our kitchen table. Yeah. So we're going to talk about uh, just a couple books that I found on uh, London that I think look interesting and that I would like to recommend to people. Um, the first one, and you're probably going to start seeing a theme maybe in some of these books that I recommend. But um, this first one that I want to recommend is just called London, the Biography. And it's just... Sounds thrilling. Yeah. <laughs> it <No>. is. <laughs> it's a comprehensive history of London. Um, and I, I'm just kind of a sucker for those because I really like to try to get a full picture of uh, some of these places that I am visiting or would like to visit just so I can you know, really kind of figure, I kind of really get down to the nitty gritty of what makes the place tick. So London, the biography, it's uh, written by Peter Aykroyd. Um, I think he's Dan Aykroyd's brother. I knew, I knew without a doubt, as soon as I saw the book that you were recommending and who it was by, it's like, he's going to make a joke about Dan Aykroyd. I can guarantee it. I'm sorry. We're married. I'm, I'm on one on this episode, but no, but it covers 2000 years of London's history. So you're getting everything from, you know, Westminster Abbey to... Uh, the plague, uh, the Great Fire, the Blitz, and World War II—like just learning about all of these periods in London's history—it's um, very popular. It's got great reviews. Um, so that's that's book number one, London: The Biography. The other one is a bit more narrowly focused. Uh, it's called Londoners, and it's got a long name. Londoners: The Days and Nights of London Now, as told by those who love it, hate it, live it, left it, and long for it. <laughs> Um, short for short, it's, I think it's just called Londoners, and it's written by Craig Taylor, and it's kind of like a a longer version, like a book version of Humans of New York. It sounds like hmm. where this uh, journalist Craig Taylor has gone through London and uh, basically interviewed people that live there about why they live in London, why they enjoy it, why they don't enjoy it, um, and just kind of gives all these different people's perspectives on what it's like living in London today. Uh, it came out in 2012, just before the London Olympics, so it was uh, kind of meant to highlight the city in, in advance of the Olympic Games in 2012. And I think that one just sounds interesting. Like, reading the description here, it talks about, you know, uh, one of the people he interviews is a soldier of the guard at Buckingham Palace. Uh, someone else that he interviews is a West End rickshaw driver. Um, <laughs> Talks to a recovering heroin addict seeing Big Ben for the very first time. Like, I just think that it's it's going to give you a lot of different perspectives from lots of different people on this city. And that just sounds, seems really interesting to me because I love Humans of New York. And yeah. this kind of sounds like Humans of London to me. Yeah. So. No, that one does sound good. Mm -hmm. And the first one sounds good, too. I yeah. was It's just the title was so, like... London, the biography. <laughs> yeah. Kind of boring. <laughs> but it does sound interesting. Yeah. Well, that's what I have for this week. Awesome. So sorry if they're not too exciting. <laughs> no, I love it. That's great. Um, and usually this is where we do the interview section of our show, but we did that at the beginning. So um, I guess we'll just wrap up. This Honestly, this episode has been so fun. Um, I, I live for the research part of our trips. Like that is, I love scouring the internet and finding um, fun places and and places that other people recommend um that's basically why we started this show is 
just to impart some of our wisdom and an excuse for me to research some new places that I hope one day we get to go. Yeah, I think talking about London has been fun for me because even though I've never been there, it's always been like really close to the top of my list of places I want to go. I have a very strong, I don't know, I'm kind of an Anglophile a little bit. So I'm very <laughs> interested in, in English culture and yeah, that kind of stuff. So um, this was a fun episode for me too. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening. And uh, that's our show. Yeah. I'm looking forward to next week's episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yep. So don't miss it. <laughs> All right. Let's go Lundebergs. Lundebergs.